0: Time is fleeting, so be alert. It's, it's October, the first Sunday of October. You see the leaves changing color. You know, if you ever go down on Grand Grandview Drive, you overlook the water. You can see the the water and the Different rainbow of the trees come about mid October, and then you see all the red leaves, orange leaves, all these different color leaves as they change color, and you just look at the beautiful painting that God has given us. But yet, what that shows is that the time and the season is changing. I know when the season is changing because I become ill. My, my throat starts talking to me. My nose starts talking to me. My chest starts talking to me. That's when I know the seasons are changing. And if, if somebody else out there, y'all might have those allergies and those symptoms. You know when the seasons are changing, when the pollen's in the air and things are dying and things are growing. You, the seasons change. It causes changes happen within the body. When things change. It's a process of time. Something ends, something begins. But yet, what we need to look at as time is changing, are we prepared when the time changes? Are you ready when it becomes winter? Are you ready when it becomes spring? Are you ready when it becomes summer. In order to prepare for such times, you know, they have those sales. Uh, coats on sale. Why? Because it gets cold. You want an overcoat to warm yourself up. They start putting hats and gloves all over the place. Everybody can buy hats and gloves no matter where you are so you can stay warm. Or when it becomes springtime and it's raining, like you see a whole lot of umbrellas all over the place. and Raincoats and galoshes and snowtime. Everybody has boots somewhere. They sell snow shovels and snowmobiles. All kinds of things are being brought out because why? Are you prepared for the time that is coming? In the text of Matthew, 25th chapter, Jesus is talking about the time that is coming. And he's saying, are you prepared? Are, are you ready? Are, uh, do you know the day nor the hour? And, and he's teaching them, letting them know that there's going to be a time that's going to come, but the question is, will you be ready? Ask somebody, will you be ready? ready? Ask somebody, are are you alert? Because you need to be aware in order to be ready. You need to be alert of what's going on. You need to be sober. You need to be in the right mind state. You need to be ready at all times. A lot of us in the world, have a vision for our lives, and we have a season, we have a time, we think, at such a such time, I should have such a such job. And some of us work for that time to come, others feel that the world owes it to us. Hello, job at the door. People just think, job just going to show up thinking, I, I don't need to go out, send out my resume. I don't need to go. The, the, I graduated from college. I, I graduated from high school. The world owes me something. Now I did something. So therefore, something just come my way. It's my time. I ain't wrong. You have to prepare for your time. What's the vision you have? What do you want in life? What do you want? Are you preparing yourself for that time to come? You, Everybody that does not have a call wants a come, are you prepared for when that call comes? You want a house. Are you prepared to take care of that house when you get it? Want to get married? Are you prepared to take care of your wife and your kids when you get it? Are you ready for the things you want to come in time? Are you preparing yourself? Are you alert? Are you ready? Seasons come. Things will come. But are you ready for when they come? Looking at the text, Matthew, 25th chapter, reading from the New Living Translation. Jesus is teaching. And he says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridemaids or virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. That makes ten. The five who were foolish did not take enough oil for their lamps. But the other five were wise enough to take along extra oil." When the bridegroom was delayed, when the, they all became drowsy and fell asleep, <laughs> at midnight they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming, come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked of the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, we don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were going to buy oil, the bridegroom came. They, then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the, do- the other five brides returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, believe me, I don't know you. Jesus drives home this parable, he's teaching. So you too must keep watch, for you do not know the day or hour of my return. Be alert. Keep watch. Jesus is teaching here about the ten virgins and about the bridesmaids, and they come to the bridegroom and looking in the text. You see, there's ten virgins, and we see the number here. We have five foolish, we have five wise. What made the five wise? What made the five foolish? Jesus is telling that the kingdom of heaven is life. He's showing a parable here. A story put us along the side of life. It's where we get a parable from. A story put along the side of life. And here the story puts along the side of life. He says the kingdom of heaven is like ten virgins getting ready for a wedding feast. He's not just saying the kingdom of heaven is like ten virgins, but he's saying the kingdom of heaven is like this instance this circumstance, this story that I'm about to explain. And so he's saying, pay close attention to what I'm about to say, what the kingdom of heaven is like. The kingdom of heaven is like ten virgins who are going to meet the bridegroom, but yet ten of the virgins were to separate because five were foolish and five were wise. What made one wise, what made the other foolish? Well, the fools were unprepared. The wise were prepared. Looking at the definition of wisdom, wisdom means to have reasonable judgment or, or a sensible sense <laughs> or common sense. Foolishness says lack of judgment and lack of readiness and lack of experience. And so it could be understood that the, the five wise might have experienced a long wait before. So they knew what to expect. Or maybe they may not have experience, but yet knowing what understanding of being ready, they said, I'm going to take enough oil to be ready. Now, looking at the text, looking at the text even more so, we see that the five and the wise and the five fools both fell asleep. But yet, when they woke up, only one group was ready. Now, looking at this text, what is Jesus teaching? What is Jesus driving along? What is Jesus pushing here? Why is Jesus even taking the time to share all this while he's getting ready to get betrayed by Judas? In the next chapter, Judas already made up his mind. He went out and said, how much will you give me to turn this man in? What is Judas taking the time to teach all these things about the end times, knowing his life is coming to an end? Why? Because he wants you to be ready. In our lives, we want so much to come so quick, but are we ready for when it comes? Jesus saying here, I've come to give you life and give you life more abundantly, but the only way for us to receive the life, we have to be willing to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We see the five fools come knocking at the locked door saying, Master, Master, Lord, Lord, let us in. Many of us are are, are, ready, to, are ready to wait and be like those five fools. Look at the five fools and look how they prepared themselves. They brought just enough. Many of us are just living a life with just enough. We do just enough to get by. Just enough to look good. Just enough is just average and mediocre. Who wants to be average? Who wants to be called average? Back in school, we used to have this saying that we would see a young girl we like. We'd say, oh, she's all right, but she's nothing to call home about. She's just average. There's nothing extraordinary about her that made me want to call mama and say, Mama, I found her. She's just average. Nobody wants to be average. Think about it. Do you go to the one you love and say, Baby, am I average? You ain't here no. you're the best thing in the whole world. You're the most beautiful thing I ever see. You don't want to hear, Oh, you just look like everybody else. Mediocre. Nobody wants to be mediocre. We settle for it because we think that's the best we can do. And that's why good enough is, that's why good enough is never good enough. And that's why good is the enemy of great. Because if I become good, I stop trying to become great. Look, look how we do things in our households. We do it our way because it's good enough. Somebody might come by with something that works better, but he said, I've always done it this way. So this is good enough. Jesus saying, look here, look here. Just bringing the lamp here was not good enough. Fools will do minimum work as possible. Fools will say, I just know enough, so I'm going to do just with what I know. But the wise brought extra jars of oil, realizing that it might be a little bit longer than I expected. Fools expect everything to come their way. When they wanted to. And when it does not arise, it's never their fault, it's somebody else's. Look at the fools. They 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 woke up, oh we don't have enough oil. Wise people, give us some oil. I can see the wise people saying it like this. No, my sister, you need to get your own. <laughs> Because how, how how are we going to take care of you? And we can't take care of ourselves. First and foremost, our oil's not for you. Our oil is for our lamps, so the bridegroom can see his way in to the house. And if we both don't have enough oil, then he can't see anything, and we both will be left out. So you on your own. Oftentimes, that we want to help everybody and serve everybody, but when we, sometimes we serve so much for everybody, we're no good for ourselves. The wise understood that I can only take care of me right now. I can only do my job. Look, 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 it's not my fault. You knew the circumstances. We both came to the wedding feast. We both were told to bring torches, but you decided that he's going to come on your time schedule. But we realized that it might take a little bit longer than what we expected, so we decided to be alert. We decided to be aware that it may take longer to get here. The wise expected delays. The fools expected things to happen at their time schedule. Look, the bridegroom was delayed. He was late. How many of us always roll up to the airport expecting delays? Anybody here? I expect delays all the time. I go to the airport. I never expected to be on time. With I said, thank you, Lord. But when it's not, I expected that. I brought out my books. Oh, so well. The airport, so the wise understand. So that's why a lot of people become wise and packer right? You take carry-ons. You don't want to put your luggage on and, and your luggage gone because that, 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 that plane that has your luggage was delayed. <laughs> they put you on another flight where your luggage is not on. You get to your destination. You don't have your toiletries. You don't have your clothes, so you have to buy other clothes, buy other toiletries. But if you just had a carry-on, you'd be able to make it by. So I I learned my lesson when it happened to me that I made sure I got my toiletries and the things I know I need in my little backpack with all my goodies. Because I became wise from my experience. I I realized that sometimes just showing up is not good enough. I need to show up with some preparation. Jesus said, look here, look here, look here. Do you see here that? I am going to come back, but you do not know the day nor the hour. Don't be a fool and just think, I'm going to show up when you got everything in order, that you're going to have some less minute times of preparation. Like you better run to the store and come back, and I'll be here waiting on you. And, wrong. come again. I'm not waiting on you. I'm going to show up when I'm going to show up. And guess what? That's right on time. We can't, we walk around foolish in our lives. Thinking that we can only do just enough or we can do what we want to and not fully prepare ourselves. Be willing to make sacrifice. I could see why the foolish ones did not bring extra oil because I've probably been just like them. It's only a feast. They said he's on his way. I have my torch. I did, I'm too pretty to carry some extra jar of oil. It doesn't coordinate with my outfit. So this is all I need. While the wise showed up and said, yeah, but we want to be just in case. We want to be in sh- be sure that we don't miss out on the part. See, some of us need to realize that, yes, I might have to take some extra preparation. I might have to take an extra mile, or an extra step, maybe be up extra hours in studying, maybe doing something a little bit more than I normally do, just to make sure the job is done. Just showing up is not just showing up. Showing up to do something is showing up. What good is a plumber coming to your house without his tools? He can charge you for showing up, but will you pay him for just showing up? I ask you to come to prepare a job. What good is it for you just have not the tools you need to get it done? What good is a lamp in our modern time without a light bulb? What good is a, 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 a TV without a resource to plug it into? See, their lamps, they came, were good enough. And the lamps, they said during this time, it could have been impossible, a couple of lamps. could have been the lamps that they had that had tar oil in there that they used and the rags to get it to keep it lit. Or it could have been a torch that they had the rags wrapped around that they could periodically dip in the oil once the flame went out. But whatever it was, they had to maintain and keep it trimmed to keep it lit up. Yes, it took some work, but a lot of us do not want to do the work it takes to maintain our lamp. Our light just keeps on burning. Jesus says we are the light of the world. The Bible says how Jesus came in to be the light and the world received him. Now, how oftentimes we allow our lights to dim because we don't prepare ourselves when darkness comes. The enemy is trying to distract us. The enemy wants us to become complacent. The enemy wants us to become lazy. It's, It's easy for us to be rude to those who we love most when they're rude to us. It's easy for me to be mad at my siblings and be mad at my parents, be mad at my friends because they forgot one day of my days. And so I'm going to be passively aggressive towards them. Instead of letting my light shine, I'm going to let the darkness within me be seen. I'm going to let evil take over me. I I won't be ready when the hard times come. So, you know those times when those words slip out of your mouth that you did not know that they will come out at that time? Why? Because they built up in you in such a time that when you needed to call on the light it was nothing but darkness that you had to hold on to. That's why the Bible tells us how we need to study and read the word and have it hidden within our hearts so we will not sin against him. Why? Because Jesus said it's not what goes in that makes you dirty but what comes out of your mouth. You see so many times we refuse to feed our spirit. We refuse to stay in prayer. We refuse to read the word but we'll listen to what everybody got to say on TV. We'll listen to what everybody got to say on the radio, but we don't take time to say, Lord, what do you have me to do? Uh, Do I need to sit still? Uh, Do I need to be quiet? Do I need to bite my tongue? I know it hurts, but if I say something different, Lord, I might hurt somebody else. God, I need you to chastise me, break me down, and let my light shine and shine so that when you show up, I'm not running and hiding, trying to find me some light, because my light is shining, because I have my lamp trimmed and burned. You see here, the wise were ready for delays that come. We need to be ready that delays will happen in life. Everything may not just happen the way you want it. Yes, you set up to have a party. We, we, we set up to have my, celebrate my mom's surprise birthday party. We had our time schedule, but we knew everybody wasn't going to show up on time. So we try to let those who are going to be late, please show up at this time so you don't ruin the surprise. But those that came there early, they came there early and waited until the time. Because when she showed up, that's when the party started. It wasn't before. It wasn't after. It was when she showed up. Too many times we want to control time and make people show up on our schedule. Too many times we want to tell people what we think they should do, when we don't even know what we should be doing. Can the fools going to tell the wise, give us some of your oil. You dumb, dumb, dummy. You should have brought oil yourself. But yet it seems that when we're foolishness, we become wise. They, they realized they were wrong and they wanted some help. It's amazing how the wise were so wise. They understood that if my light burns out, I will be no good. Let us be careful that we become no good. Let us be careful that we always have our oil with us make sure that we always are prepared for the time that comes we do not know no we do not know the day nor the hour. You see how Jesus was making this clear. He he says it before in the previous chapter. The later chapter it says, Man does not know the day nor the hour, but quickly I come. It says, Would not the owner of the house say when he'd stay up if he knew he's going to get broken in? Wouldn't he? Yes. Wouldn't all of us stay up and be aware to ready to call the police, knowing a robber gonna break into your house and say, I got him, I got him. But that's how it comes. A robber tries to come as a thief in the night. Jesus is going to come like a thief in the night. We don't know the day nor the hour, but we do know that he did die and he rose again and he defeated death and is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he promised us the power of the Holy Spirit that we can walk this life and be light right now. We cannot be unrepentant. We can't be unregenerate. But we are born again. Blood wash believes. So we can change our attitudes and no longer be foolish as we might have been back in our days and being unprepared. But now we know the truth. So when somebody comes up to you with the lie and say, I know who Jesus is, you can say, I know him too. He's my Lord and my Savior. And they come and tell you, he's not the Son of God. So I beg to differ. Because he is the Son of God, I'm going to see him face to face. And they're going to ask you some questions maybe. How do you know that is true? Because my Bible tells me something. aren't you glad that Jesus is clear in his instructions and his directions and the enemy is trying to cause confusion the enemy wants us to become lazy and unprepared and I want you to grab, look at this they they both, the wise and the foolish both became drowsy and they both fell asleep it's okay to fall asleep it's okay as you wake you become tired but are you ready before you go to sleep Think about how in the in the fire in the firehouse, they know that they may be waiting at, at any time for a fire. So therefore, they have their gear ready. They keep it trimmed. They keep it ready so that if they show up, there's enough water in that fire truck. Have you ever seen a fire truck filling up this hose? Because when it gets low, they fill it up. When they get back to the dot, they fill it up. They fill it up because they want to make sure that when they show up to the fire, they have enough to get the job done. They have their clothes ready so they can hop in their boots and pull them up and put their jacket on their shoulders and run out and put their jackets on while they're in the car. Why? Because they want to make sure we get there in time. But before we get there, we have to prepare ourselves. A lot of us need to prepare ourselves. We need to prepare ourselves to confess every day of our sins. Stop going a day saying, "Lord, I'm doing all right." Go and ask, see God's face, and say, "Lord, where have I messed up?" Where have I been unforgiven? Where have I not been as loving towards my spouse as I should have? Where have I not been as giving and forgiving towards my siblings as I should have? Where have I been in, impure and unholy? Was it by the words I say or the words I did not say? Was it the thoughts that I thought or the thoughts I, I should have thought? Lord, what was it that I did or did not do that did not honor you? Many times we, we, we just sit still and think we're being good because we don't say something. But we think it. But the problem is that when you think it and you don't say, you still show it. You may not catch it, but other people see the ugliness. And I, I know the time that I, I, I could act around, and my mom, my mom would ask, me, "What's wrong?" I say nothing. She said "Something wrong with you, boy. Why you acting so ugly?" Because your your body behavior show so up. That people see how you fold your arms, how you sit down, how you twiddle your thumbs, how you play with things in front of you. Because when you normally, when you pay attention, they know how you have your hands folded or, or you sit and stoop, But when you start playing with things, you start doing all kinds of stuff. They say, what's wrong with you, boy? We need to realize, Lord, I need to do some heart checks in my life. I need to get my heart ready. There's some unconfessed sin in my life I need to confess. There's someone I hurt. I need to go and tell them, I'm sorry that I hurt you. There's someone that needs to hear that I I forgive them. I need to let them know I forgive them. We need to prepare ourselves because one day he's going to change. It won't be just like him. But now it's on us to humble ourselves and wait on him. But while we're waiting on him, we should be preparing ourselves to meet him. And as we prepare ourselves to meet him, we need to grab our extra jar or that might be your word, that might be some extra prayer time. We need to make sure we come prepared and ready and be ready to come. In. because look what they did. They entered in the feast. The parallel here, you look at Revelation. The wedding feast is the celebration. The wedding feast is the celebration. The wedding feast is a celebration. Celebration of what? I'm glad you asked the question. It's a celebration of the new Jerusalem, the new king, that everything is done. Christ has come to his church. See, God is going to come. He's going to come. We know this. We know this. But are you ready? Because if you're not ready, the door will be closed and locked. If you're not ready, you might hear I do not know you. If you're not ready, you'll be left out in the cold. But if you are ready, That when he says he's coming, you'll be able to look up and see that loud trumpet sound. Seeing Christ on the cloud. And you'll be able to see his glory come. And you'll be able to to rejoice and hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. He's going to come, but not all are going to go into the kingdom. Those who know Jesus As a Lord and Savior. Those who believe that he is the son of God. But yet we have to look at this process. The world is full of lies and deception. We need to hold on to the truth. And be waiting on the truth to come. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He's coming back again. And while we're here waiting on him, we do not know the day nor the hour. So live each day as if it's your last. Jesus sees whatever you're doing, whether it's night or whether it's day. He sees what you are doing. So don't think I wait till Sunday, I'll clear myself up. I show up at the church. I'm holy. Look at me. I, I can sing the songs. I can take communion. Now He sees your heart wherever you are. Start right now. Purifying yourself before Him. Confess your sins. Change your habits. Live out of obedience to him. We're about to take communion. And I want to really just to grab this. that The Bible tells us that we do communion. We do this in remembrance of Christ. And the Bible says, how can you have fellowship with God when you don't have fellowship with your brothers? How can you love whom you don't see and hate your brother?" Whom you see. So we need to be careful as we're getting ready to take up this communion and count the price that was paid on Calvary. Are we really living? Are we really preparing ourselves in such a way? Are we really counting the cost? We have to be sincere and real. I'm saying this because it's no—it's time out for this religious stuff. It's time out as long as I sing the songs I show up I come to Bible study. He cares about what you're doing from Sunday through Saturday and starting over again. Because today may be your last. We do not know the day nor the hour. But we do know that one day he's coming back again. And the bright and the morning star, the root of day, the lion of Judah, is going to sow up. But where will you be? Will you be with the wise, ready to receive him? Or will you be like the fools, running, trying to get your life in order so you can come before him? Let's bow our heads and prayer. Father, we want to take the time to reflect on our lives, God. Lord, we want to be ready to see you. And Father, by your grace, we are ready. It's by your grace we have been saved. Not by worship that no man can boast. So, Lord, we humble ourselves before you right now. Forgive us, Lord, of our sins, knowingly and unknowingly, God. We want to change our hearts, our minds, and our attitudes to better live for you. That we pray more, we study more, we read more, we hear from you more. We take the time to listen to you more. So that our lights will shine. That we will be ready to receive you in. Father, forgive us for our foolish mistakes. Forgive us for not always trusting you. We thank you for your forgiveness and your grace and your mercy. Father, there's someone here who does not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Father, we pray that they know that Jesus is the Son of God. And he died for our sins. He rose again from the grave to defeat death and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Father, we pray that they see him today and know him as Savior. Father, speak to us. Teach us lead us. So we can better live for you. Show every head bowed and every eye closed of someone here who does not know Jesus. Someone here, if they died today, you're unsure, you'll spend your life with him in heaven. We want to lead you in this prayer. God knows your heart. He knows your heart. Just repeat at me saying, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and you rose again from the grave on the third day. And Jesus, I thank you for forgiving me, I thank you for saving me. And Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. Father, we thank you for your salvation. We thank you for your power we have through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Let the church say, Amen.